Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Game preview show Thursday means uh, live Q&A as well. So always pop in those questions, but I'm going to be going through the game preview show, going over some key matchups, talking about the 49ers versus the Chargers. Of course, there was news that happened with the 49ers today with Jason Verrett tearing his Achilles yesterday in practice, meaning he's done for the season could, in fact, be done for his career. So uh, sobering news for the 49ers. I mean, was Jason Brett considered a wild card, according to John Lynch? Absolutely. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what kind of high hopes we could have for him, but uh, it's unfortunate. I feel bad for the guy. This is not how I wanted his career to potentially come to an end. I wanted him to be able to go out the way he wanted to go out, and he had worked so hard coming back from the, Achille uh, from the ACL, and then he has the Achilles issue. So uh, that's too bad. And he was not gonna. He's not gonna be a part of the 49ers, you know, future plans. There's just nothing that they can do about it. He can do about it. But uh, they still have a game to play on Sunday night, and we still have a game to talk about. And what's up to everyone that's in chat? How's it going? What's up, traffic? SG, Spidenick, Danger, Jan. I hope you guys are all having a good Thursday. And this is gonna be, um, this is gonna be a fun one. And Mr. Corey saying I wasn't expecting anything from him. I think that was what a lot of people were at. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where it's, uh, it's interesting, you know what I mean? And, but let's talk about this game. Let's talk about the, the 49ers versus the Los Angeles chargers and the chargers are dealing with some injuries as well. Uh, you've got, you know, Keenan Allen potentially out for the game. Mike Williams will not play. Those are two big names for the Los Angeles chargers that they're going to be missing. And that makes it a little bit easier for the 49ers. We now know Diameter Lenore is going to be the starter outside at corner unless they can figure something else out 
Um, so it kind of changes the plans. But Lenore did a pretty good job last week. I think he'll be okay this week. Uh, he's going to go against Joshua Palmer and uh, DeAndre Carter. Those guys are going to be the ones he's going to consistently be com battling with. And I think he's well-equipped to handle what they do. And so I don't think this is the week where we find out exactly, you know, what Lenore's made of. But, you know, we're going to have DeAndre Hopkins coming up next week on Monday Night Football. That might give us a better clue of where he's at. But so far, I've really, really liked overall what he does. I like I like Diameter Lenore. So he's been fun. Um, and, you know, what's up, Count Club? What's up, Tommy? Welcome to chat. Uh, look at some of the questions that are in there. Um, yeah, it was until the Jason news. It's been tough. Uh, Travis says, do you know, where it, it, are there any cornerbacks we can go get and pick up and who's a free agent? You know, I don't know. I haven't really looked at the cornerback market a whole lot. Um, there were players, you know, that were potentially available. Let me pull out the phone. I had a, you know, I was looking at a top 100 list a little while back, trying to get an idea you know, of, of which guys were potentially available for, you know, the 49ers if they decided to go after, you know, some sort of, you know, players. And uh, let me see which cornerbacks are on this list. And if there's anyone potentially the 49ers, you know, could go after. Um, I just went through the top 10 and none of them were cornerbacks. Uh, the first cornerback on the list is Kevin King. Uh, he was with Green Bay. Uh, so he he's potentially available. Um, Malcolm Butler as well. Uh, those are two names that stick out. Of course, Richard Sherman, Janoris Jenkins. That are names that are still out there uh, as potential. AJ Bouye, P Pierre Desir, uh, Tre Desmond Trufant. Um, so these guys are these guys are out there. Rashad Breland. So I guess there are names that you would probably recognize and know. I don't know if any of those guys, you know, you guys would be interested in. And and Big Papa Paul says just like everyone's thinking, just know Josh Norman, right? I mean, that's just how it is sometimes. And. Um, it's one of those things. I mean, there are players, as we just named, how many of those would be actual consideration for the 49ers? They have young guys. Bomber T brings up, hey, now the 49ers have to count on Ombre Thomas. We'll see. Ombre Thomas, you know, hasn't really stepped up this year. It's unfortunate, but he just hasn't really been making, you know, a lot of plays. And Spidey Dangerous says, Ant, will the 49ers live up to their potential this week and not struggle through the whole game? Yeah, I think they are. I think Spidey Danger, I think they're going to put it together. I'm excited about their potential. Uh, if you watched the video from earlier, I actually put my score prediction on there. I think the 49ers are going ham this week. I think their offense is going to explode onto the Chargers. I think the Chargers have a lot of talent, but uh, the the Brandon Staley defense that they run is exactly what you see from the Rams. And the 49ers always have tremendous success against it. Staley will adjust uh, in the game. I just put a new scouting report video over on Patreon. If you have Patreon, check that out. It's, uh, you know, a breakdown what the Chargers were doing against Atlanta and how they adjusted. And Atlanta got that run game going early. And then the Chargers really did adjust. And the way that they adjusted was going to what the 49ers saw in the NFC Championship game. They put six defense, uh, six linemen at the line of scrimmage. Of course, four defensive linemen, two outside linebackers, one being Khalil Mack. And they really just tried to completely load up. So I think that that's what's going on right now, that you're going to have to adjust to what Brandon Staley tries to do. Uh, but Jimmy Garoppolo has success against this defense. Kyle Shannon has success calling plays against this defense. And it's Vic Fangio's two-deep safety look. And they, that's what they want to do. They want to run two-deep safeties. They When when it, got, it starts getting spicy, they start bringing Derwin James into the box. I don't know how much they really want to put you know Derwin James into the box. So 
I think that's something to monitor, but I, I think you'll be okay. You know, I, I, I think so. And uh, let's see. Um, yeah, you're feeling, uh, SG's feeling bad about the news with Jason Verrett. I think that's okay. Tommy Huxley says, we are cooked. How are we cooked? I, I don't know. And what's up, Ronald? How's it going? He says, what's up, Ann? I hope you're doing good. Um, Fighting Ginger says, our run defense has struggled after Kendall and Armstead losses. Uh, can we stop the, the rush game? I think we can. It's a little bit of a different approach for the Chargers as far as the run game goes. Uh, they really struggled to get any sort of a run game going against the Atlanta Falcons. What they had to do was use rhythm passing. Uh, Justin Herbert had to get the ball out quickly. That kind of made Atlanta eventually change what they were doing on defense. They weren't able to play eight in the box anymore. They had to go back to favorable run boxes, and then it opened up for Eckler. But um, they want to get Eckler out on the edge. They want to be able to run you know, plays where he's able to press the line of scrimmage and then cut after you over-pursue. The 49ers are so good at pursuing sideline to sideline. I think this is a bad matchup for the Chargers' run game against the 49ers' defense. If it was a you know a straight-ahead run style like we saw against Atlanta, a power football uh, way of going about it, I would worry about the 49ers' interior defensive line. Uh, but with this case, I don't. And also, I mean, even though Herbert extends plays and can actually take off and run, uh, he's not exactly known to be you know a guy they use a lot in the read option. So he doesn't put that kind of stress on you. Those types of things would really make me worried, especially with Eckler. So... I think that, you know, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be able to stop this run game, at least slow down Eckler. The main thing is worried about Eckler in screen game, worried about him in checkdowns and being able to create in space. Uh, but having all three linebackers back uh, this week could be exactly what the doctor ordered for the 49ers, not to mention Jimmy Ward being able to help in that department as well. Bomber T says, hey, Aunt Ombre's going to have to step it up. Yeah, I mean, he's going, I mean, that's it. Somebody's going to have to step up. The Armory Nor we know is going to get it done. You know, Jimmy Ward's still playing the nickel right now. They have Womack. Womack's going to keep getting better. I think Womack by the end of the season, you know, could be somebody you could count on. Um, they have Dante Johnson, so they have some experience. You know, but I mean, it could one of those names we were just talking about a second ago be somebody they add potentially. Uh, that could be the case. Um, yeah, J Jan says Ryan can work with King. Hey, maybe, right? Uh, so maybe there is a potential. I wouldn't be shocked if now the 49ers don't you know, work some guys out, work some defensive backs out. They worked them out uh, during the bye week. They had defensive backs, corners, and wide receivers come in. They signed a wide receiver to the practice squad uh, so they could go that way. It also means we're probably going to see more of uh, number 27. Uh, we had Dante Johnson. We had 50 guys on the roster with, you know, with, with Verrett. Verrett's going to go on the IR. He's going to be done for the year, which is going to open up another roster spot. So, Every single player whose IR window was open can return this week. That means Jordan Willis, everyone can be active if the 49ers choose to do so. Of course, they don't have to, um, but they can. Uh, Fighting Dangerous today, will the offense finally lead the way this week rather than our defense? Yes, this is the week. I, I'm calling it Barrett and Debo. I'm sorry, Debo and CMC together, George Kittle. I, I just think this is going to be explosive week going against Brandy, Brandon Staley's defense. I think Jimmy Garoppolo just has success with it. Uh, we're getting back Elijah Mitchell. I just think there's going to be a lot of impact players out there. Kyle Shanahan's had a couple weeks to you know, prepare for a defense that he's very accustomed to going against. And I think the way they run defense, if they go to that six-man front, it's going to open up some areas you know, along the hash marks uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo to be able to throw the ball. And 
I think that can make it tough as well. So, yeah, I do think so. A mosquito killer, what's up? What's he said? What's up, Ant? Been a minute finally catching a live stream. Always good when mosquito killer comes through. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. Ronald says, We got that cornerback on the practice squad. Activate him. Are you talking about Kadar Holman? Uh, he's on there as well. So, yeah. And mosquito says, I just need to see the MM do a quarterback spy on Herbert. Don't want him to take off. Yeah, you, you don't want Herbert taking off. The one thing he does is. He wants to extend play. So when he takes off outside the pocket, he's still looking down the field to be able to throw. He had a couple really big throws like that. I know they weren't for like long distance against Atlanta, but he found open receivers and moved the chains. And those things are pivotal and backbreakers in the game. What's up, David Campbell? Welcome to chat. And Jan says 31-27 Niners. A little surprised that you have the, the Chargers scoring 27 points. I, I know the Chargers are... are you know, a good football team. They got Justin Herbert, uh, but they are going to be without some of their key wide receivers. And it was more difficult for them to move the football against Atlanta because they're missing those. With uh, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, 31-27 would, would sound pretty close. Uh, but I do like, Jan, that you think the offense is going to score 30 again. I'm with you on that. Paul says Rams tried to stack the box a couple weeks ago. It didn't work so well for them. I think Jimmy uh, learns to throw it down and out. Yeah, the thing is, is the the way that they're having to approach Jimmy Garoppolo now, uh, they're leaving voids for him to be able to throw the football. So if you load the box with the weapons that they have and Christian McCaffrey, he's able to check down. He he, he threw check downs to Christian McCaffrey. He threw check downs to Brandon Ayuk. Um, he was just making things happen. So I think Christian McCaffrey's opened things up and made the 49ers offense you know, more comfortable, make Jimmy more comfortable in it. So I, I think so. And WTM says, Coach Ant, can we just put Ward on the opposing team's best wide receiver and shade the opposing side? You can. I mean, if you wanted to put Charverius Ward to travel with whoever, you could do that. Here's the question um, that, that you got to ask yourself. If you do that, though, every offensive coordinator knows where Charverius Ward is. So, yes, it gives you the advantage that you can help limit your their best wide receiver, but it also gives them an advantage where they know where they can put Charverius Ward on every single play. If they want him to line up in the slot, they can do that. If they want him to line up on the left and run away from him, they can do that. So you have to just make sure you are comfortable with the you know the repercussions of you can leave Charverius Ward on one side. They know where he's at, and the same sort of thing happens. So it all just depends on how you want to play it. Um, but you know we'll see what they do. I think they're going to feel comfortable with Lenore playing on one side. They're going to give help occasionally. Sometimes they're going to put him on an island and expect him to win. Uh, but the real pressure goes to the defensive line, who's going to be expected to get home a little bit quicker than they would have if they had Emmanuel Mosley out there. Finding danger. And are you more worried about our offense or defense moving forward? Um, I'm not really worried about either right now. I think the defense is, you know, kind of slowly get healthy. Getting Aziz Alshire back is good. Jimmy Ward consistently getting better uh, and more healthy. That is good. Eventually, Eric Armstead will come back. And then, you know, that'll help the defensive line. I don't know what to expect from Kinlaw. He was kind of in that Jason Verrett category as well. So um, I think that I'm not really worried about either side of the football. I think they're both playing well. If I had to pick, you know, one spot, I think it would be the cornerback and then an offensive center. Those are the two most concerning. But um, both of them have played somewhat average over the last few weeks, and it hasn't been such of a detriment. So that's always good um, to remember. <laughs> and uh, Tommy says, screen us to death. Will do you a part. Yeah, they they have been trying to screen the 49ers to death, slowing down that pass rush. But if the 49ers can get home with four and play the screen, 
then it's going to be hard for them to move the football. So uh, maybe Spy make Spy Nick Danger says, do you think we can make the playoffs if we can't catch the Seahawks in the division? Yeah, I think so. I think that first off, you know, you kind of control your own destiny. The Seahawks are playing in Germany this week, and then they're they're going to have a bye week. So uh, you're going to you know get that game as long as you can win against the Cardinals. You're going to be able to catch the Seahawks, but you have to take care of business. But overall, as long as the 49ers keep winning within the division and beating the teams they should, you know, they can finish 10 and 6 and make the or 10 and 7 and make the playoffs. Uh, so I do think that they can do that. That game against the Seahawks on Thursday night football is going to be absolutely gigantic. So I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup and looking forward to that game. I think it, both those teams can make the division just because of some of the, you know, the NFC South uh, weaknesses. I think, you know, some of the NFC East teams are I think the Giants might slip a little bit. Uh, so there's going to be opportunities for other teams to make it. And as of right now, the 49ers would have been the seventh seed. So I think they can do it. Um, Tommy says, I'm a pessimist because we haven't done uh, blank since I was in high school. I, pe- pessimism runs rampant. Uh, there's pessimists, there's optimists. And, you know, I think both kind of even them, even each other out. But Tommy, I had no idea you're a pessimist. I don't know what, what would ever make people think that. Jan says, if the Niners sweep the Hawks, they take the, the division. I'm with you. I, I really agree with that as well. Mosquito Killer says this is going to be a great run game for us. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons give up 5.7 yards per carry. That's not good. And when you know when we watched it on film, they had five guys to the line of scrimmage running that 3-4. And Atlanta was still, I mean, just, I mean, and gashing them too. Not like three and four yard runs like they were getting against the Niners. I'm talking like 12 to 15 yards on some plays. Cordero Patterson had a lot of room. Uh, to maneuver they were using him in in the backfield you know and out at wide receiver it was a good game plan and the only adjustment that worked was when he put six guys an extra defensive lineman up there that slowed atlanta because then marcus mariota wasn't able to consistently make the throws you know that he needed to make as far as timing uh, he would you know kind of get happy feet and leave the pocket a little early um so i thought it was a great adjustment by brandon staley he actually did a really good job what's up scott hill How's it going? It has been a while. Um, Mr. Corsi says, Ant, forget about suiting up at center. We need you at corner. Oh, no, 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 no. Ne- never that, Mr. Corey. Uh, I, was, I mean, it was, I think it was like, uh, let me think. Was it 2015, 2016? Maybe it's 2016. Uh, so about six years ago, I was working. I was showing uh, one of the corners how to roll over and, and run with the receiver, you know, keeping the contact and everything. And we clipped heels. And I pulled my calf. So no, no cornerback for me. I'm not doing that. It was hard to walk after that. Uh, finding he says, he says, hey, Ant, he says, can Jimmy G really play uh, better than Herbert in this game? The cool thing is, like, Herbert is going to make plays and Herbert's going to do his thing. And he's spectacular. And Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have the tools that Justin Herbert has. He doesn't have that arm. He doesn't have that elusiveness. Um, he, he doesn't navigate the pocket quite as well. I mean, Herbert is just you know, one of those top tier guys. But in this game, Jimmy Garoppolo has a lot more talent around him. He has a lot more guys. He can put the ball out there to them and they can make plays. And because he has a variety of different ways to attack, he's going to have guys that are open. So he's going to have more opportunities for plays from his playmakers. So I think he could outduel Justin Herbert in the stats uh, that way. I mean, is he a, you know, as good a quarterback as Herbert? Of course not. But um, I think that's what you're going to see from Jimmy Garoppolo moving forward is he can take advantage of these matchups that Kyle Shanahan is going to get for him because of these absolutely impressive offensive key, offensive weapons. They're going to be able to make plays. So 
I think that that is a, a possibility. Uh, and Bomber says, I wish Herbert was a Niner. Yeah, see, I, it was so crazy because I, I even said this to Jay Hill. Jay Hill's been a huge Herbert fan. I wasn't like an over-the-top huge Herbert fan of him coming out of Oregon. I thought he was inconsistent. Uh, wasn't a huge fan, but man, he proved me wrong. And he's been he's been spectacular. Mr. Corey with 31-10 Niners. I like it. Um, I like it. Uh, Jan Stewart says, knees have trouble with mobile quarterbacks. It will be close. Uh, there, There's... You know, how mobile is Herbert, right? That's the that's one of the questions. As far as extending plays, he does a really good job. Um, he's not, I mean, he ran for 300 yards last year. That's pretty good, you know, but he's not the Kyler Murray, uh, Lamar Jackson type gash you, uh, but he's the more Marcus Mariota play breaks down. He can create with his legs, which is scary. Just with him, he's got a more dynamic ability to throw the ball down the field, locate receivers, I think he's just, you know, he is one of those top five quarterbacks in the league talent-wise. It's pretty ridiculous. And uh, what's up, Ziggy? How's it going? He says, I will be at the game with a bunch of Charger fans. Put myself dead center. I'm going to be running my mouth so much. I love it. I love it, Mosquito Kill. Let them know what's up. That'll be a fun time for sure. Ronald says 31-13 Niners. I love it. Uh, lots of 30 points on offense. Lots of, you know, stopping them on defense. Can't hate on it. Fighting Danger says, if we can't beat the Chargers without Joey Bosa and other key injuries, I give up. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those games. It's a winnable football game. It's not as important as the, the Cardinals game coming up on Monday Night Football next week. But uh, I think that, you know, it, it is a chance to win uh, for them that they need to take advantage of. They need to win some of these matchups. They let a couple go early in the season. They should have beat the Bears. They should have beat the Broncos. They let They lost those football games. Uh, they they got to win these ones like this. And what's up, Freddie Mac Dre? How's it going? Glad to see you in chat. Spidey Danger says 49ers 34-24. That will be a fun game to watch, Spidey Danger. I mean, uh, that's lots of points. That's lots of excitement. I'm good. Uh, good. Good with that. Freddie Mac Dre says, if Kinlaw officially a bust, can't stay healthy. Um, it, I don't quite put him in the bust category yet. Uh, so... I think his play on the field has showed that he's not a bust. But if he can't stay healthy, he ends up, you know, being one of those unfortunate situations. So um, I kept hoping he was going to be on the field this year. It doesn't appear he's going to play as many games as I was hoping. Um, but, you know, I think they are going to have to make a decision about his fifth-year option. We're going to find out exactly what their thought process is on him. And if his knee is absolutely chronic and this is going to be something that plagues him for the rest of his career – uh, you might be able to put him into that category. Uh, David Campbell says, I'm not surprised, but totally bummed out about Verrett. I feel so bad for him. I'm in the same category as you. And David, you've been coming through and saying, you know what? I'd expect nothing from Verrett. I expect nothing from Kinlaw. And I thought that was a really good, you know, kind of way to look at it. Um, but I do, I I mean, it literally, when I saw the report, I got it, sent a text about Jason Verrett. It was, I felt like a punch of the gut, a punch in the gut because, um, I was really hoping he was going to be able to do things and end on his terms. And the fact that he's not, and he's probably going to go out with injury, is just unfortunate. He worked so hard to get back and to have this injury happen. I, I, just feel, I feel for Jason Verrett, um, and I just, I just hope that you know uh, he ends up being in a good place and he ends up getting healthy and lives a productive life. Uh, he's just a good dude, you know, and it, it's, it's tough. Travis says it's crazy playing the Chargers this year. We got like ten home games. That's what it feels like, you know, and then they're going to go to uh, Mexico City. That's going to feel like a, 
a home game. Like it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. Um, Spiking Danger says, "Will Shanahan and Ryan's out coach the Chargers staff?" Yes, I think so. Um, even though the Chargers staff is is pretty good overall, you know, I mean, they have some really um good guys. Uh, their special teams coordinator Ryan Ficken, he was with Minnesota. He's put together a really good special teams over the years. Um, they do a pretty good job. Uh, Brandon Staley, of course, is the main defensive mind, but his defensive coordinator is Ronaldo Hill. Ronaldo Hill used to play in the NFL. He's been, he played for 10 years. Um, and, you know, he he coached with Vic Fangio. So he comes from that system. He understands exactly how that system works. The problem is Shanahan has really good, you know, uh, really good success against that system and how they go about it. And then their offensive coordinator, I mean, Joe Lombardi, him and Justin Herbert put it together last year. I mean, that offense was absolutely spectacular. Over 5,000 yards passing, 38 touchdowns, 443 completions. And then, you know, they had uh, several games where they had 300-plus passing yards. Um, it, it's it's really, really good. They had nine of those, in fact, in a 17-game season. So they've had some very successful coaches. But I just think that right now, D'Amico Ryans and Kyle Shanahan are just operating at a higher level. And I think they understand this defense and this offense pretty well. The offense is more akin to what you get from Sean Payton. Uh, Lombardi comes from the the Sean Payton tree. He's been quarterback coach for Drew Brees and and all those guys. So I, I think you know that's I think they'll be fine. But yeah, it's a pretty good coaching staff. Uh, there's a reason they're five and three, even though they've had all these injuries. And I know there's a lot of talk about them. It almost feels like they're they've been losing, but they haven't. They've actually been winning. Uh, Ronald says, we need the squawks to lose. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be playing Tampa Bay. That'll be a big game. Uh, Tampa Bay's first in the division, but I uh, want to see them beat the Seahawks. I want that to happen. Stay in the Bay, what's good? And CCC, if you're wishing, speedy recovery for Jason, hit that like button. Thanks so much, Jay of the Bay. I hope you're having a good day. Everyone, if you haven't subscribed to Jay's channel, do that. He's always fun and entertaining, and uh, he's a good guy. So uh, give him a you know a follow if you haven't already. Mr. Corey says, how fitting that Vretzker ends with him getting ready to play against the organization that drafted him. Shake my head. I, I, yeah, frustrating. So frustrating, Mr. Corey. I, I just, I, I can't. I just can't, you know, I, I, I feel for him. That, that one hurt. You know, I mean, some of the injuries and stuff, like, ugh, that one hurt. Uh, Mosquito Killer says, man, I hope Jimmy Ward has moved back to safety and they bring in Dante Johnson or Womack for slot. Yeah, I keep waiting for it. You know, I think I keep waiting for Womack to end up moving to slot. Jimmy Ward going back to safety. They haven't been willing to do it right now, which means their belief is Jimmy Ward and Tyshawn Gibson on the field together is better than Samuel Womack and Jimmy Ward. Uh, until that changes and they feel more comfortable with Womack, that's probably what it's going to be. We'll see what happens when they play against the Cardinals because the Cardinals, they're probably going to play a lot of dime with all those extra receivers. Uh, so let's see who they play on the field. They might need all those guys to play. Freddie Magdrick says CMC was the best trade of the year. Yes, the 100% all over that with you. Gansu says, remind me how Mariota did against the Niners. He did really good. Yeah, he, he did really well. He was able to execute, you know, the pass plays that were there. They weren't able to get any sort of a pass rush on him without Nick Bosa. And I think that's a big part of it. Nick Bosa wasn't there. So uh, I think Nick playing in this game is, is going to make an impact. And how many times is he going to be called? Joey Bosa. That's what I want to know. You know it's going to happen. He's going to be called Joey Bosa several times in this game. And uh, hopefully uh, hopefully he makes uh, big-time plays in this game. Um, Collie, what's up, Collie? How are you doing? Says, Ant, would you pick up Kinlaw's option? I wouldn't right now. I mean, he just, he's just not on the field. 
I think it's a different situation with other guys like, you know, Brandon Ayuk, who's going to be coming up for his fifth year option. You know, they picked up Mike McGlinchey's last, you know, last year. Uh, you Those guys, yeah, they've had injuries and stuff, but not to this level. He just hasn't been playing very much football. So I think that when it comes down to it, as of right now, I wouldn't if Kinlaw is, ends up coming back from injury and plays the rest of the year. Um, that might sway me and change my opinion. And maybe at that point they would because he'd be a cheap option to play defensive tackle. Um, but depending on where he's at, you know, they they need to make a couple moves here. Um, so I wouldn't. Uh, Ronald says, hey, Ant, my son, Logan, says hi and go Niners. Well, thank you so much, Logan. I hope you're having a good day. I say hello to you as well. Go Niners. Exactly right. Logan knows what's up. Uh, love that. Um, fighting danger. Will our defense get back to playing at top five level versus the Chargers? Yeah, I think you started to see it round into form in the second half against the Los Angeles Rams. They started coming, you know, coming into their own, feeling confident once they adjusted to what they were doing to them as far as screen games and trying to keep them off balance. They adjusted to the fly sweeps. They did a really good job of making the adjustments that Kansas City had pointed out to everyone that were maybe weaknesses of the 49ers. So uh, I thought the Niners did a really good job with that, and they held Los Angeles Rams scoreless, and they held them to like 56 um yards in the entire second half i thought it was a tremendous showing by the defense and i think that's what the 49ers defense is going to continue to do and i think that they have you know feel comfortable with some of the players they have out there they get healthier a little bit more and more every day i think aziz is going to do big things in helping the run game get better um and you know guys like drake greenlaw are normally los angeles rams stuffers he didn't even play and they still did that performance so it was really really good Stormy Redhawk says we need to get a cornerback badly now I'm pretty sure D'Amico was counting on Verrett. Um, you know what? They could have, you know, D'Amico could have, you know, silently or quietly been counting on Jason Verrett. I'm sure a lot of them were hoping because when Verrett's right, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl caliber player. You know, you never want to lose a player like Eman, uh, but you feel like if you had, you know, that safety valve, okay, well, we have Jason Verrett potentially at some point in come back. They were being cautious with him. You know, they were waiting to activate him. They just kept, you know, taking their time with Jason Verrett, and it just didn't pan out. You know, I mean, I think there was probably some um, some wish, you know, the wish that they could get Verrett out there, but uh, it's just, you know, it's not working out for sure, and and that's what's frustrating. You want Jason Verrett, but, you know, what what options are they going to go to at the cornerback position? I think there's some questions there. Um, and uh, Stormy says, I wish the Niners would trade Kinlaw or Armstead for an elite cornerback. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that trade is definitely not out there right now. I don't know how many teams would do that. I don't think any teams would trade for Kinlaw uh, for an elite cornerback. Um, you know, there's potentially elite cornerback caliber players on the market before the trade de deadline, like Stephon Gilmore. Um, but, you know, he's still in with the Colts. Um, so there's some more, you know, low budget type cornerbacks out there on the market. They're probably going to work out some guys, uh, potentially bring someone in for depth, but. Looks like it's going to be Diablo Lenore, Samuel Womack, Ombre Thomas, and uh, Dante Johnson. They're going to be tasked with playing the cornerback position, which is going to make it, you know, a little bit more difficult. But uh, one one thing I wanted to get into was, you know, a little bit of the key matchups. And I think the 40, one of the 49ers' key matchups on on defense is going to be limiting Austin Eckler. They can slow him down. And we went into this a little bit during you know, the Q&A was, um, if you can stop Austin Eckler on early downs at first and second and force third and longs, you have an opportunity to get the Chargers off the field. Atlanta had forced them to go three and out in two straight drives. When you got it to where 
you had uh, Herbert had you know third and short, third and medium. He was able to convert on those. So the 49ers need third and seven plus because Herbert wants to have the rhythm throw, get the ball out, be able to complete it on time. Um, but you know if you can limit that, it's going to change it. But the Foyers have to stop Eckler. They have to make sure they you know him him up. Don't let him get on the edge, make plays. Don't let him create in the passing game by giving him space. Be right up on him, and then when he does make a tack or make a catch, tackle him right there. No yards after the catch is going to be very very important for the 49ers in the game. I think that is one way the 49ers can go about it. And if they can uh, slow him down, then I think that's going to make it more difficult on Herbert. Against Atlanta, it pretty much just fell all on Herbert's arm. And uh, he was able to make some plays. That opened up the run game for Eckler eventually. And then they were able to score. But um, there's a lot of pressure without Keenan Allen, without Mike Williams, without Jalen Guyton, for him to be able to make plays. And it's it's difficult for him. Now, over on the defensive side of the football, uh, the defense, or, I mean, I'm sorry, the offensive side of the football, uh, the key matchup for me is this the 49ers executing. Uh, making sure you execute. Right now you have so many dynamic weapons. You have so many ways to make big-time plays, but you need your your skill players to go out there and execute. You need your offensive line to be able to make those blocks. Uh, so I'm hoping that the four yards are going to be able to do it in this football game, hoping they're going to be able to execute. And I think they can. They're coming off a bye week. They're prepared for what Brandon Staley you know, does on offense so or on defense. So um, they're going to find different ways to execute. They're going to put... Uh, some interesting uh, personnel groupings out there. I wonder how much we're going to see Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell out there together with two running back looks, kind of like we did last week. But I think everyone's most excited to see a Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk uh, with Kyle Juszczyk grouping out there. I think that's going to be absolutely uh, fantastic. It's going to be fun to watch. And Stormy says, Dante Johnson, old faithful. Yeah, Dante Johnson's always here. Uh, Dante Johnson's been here since the Harbaugh days. Jimmy Ward as well. Um, they are, you know, they're here for the long haul. And uh, he's he's made some plays. Last year he made some plays. This year he hasn't been asked to do as much. But, yeah, I, I think he's, you know, he's doing a pretty good job, uh, you know, of, of doing what the 49ers ask. I know they think a lot of him. And the one thing we can say about him is primarily he's he's in the right spots. He's durable. Is he is he locked down? No. Uh, is he somebody that you can count on to make plays? Yeah. Um, but with this 49ers offense, it's all about just, you know, giving different looks, continuing to get, you know, the the players, the playmakers, uh, the ball, and Jimmy Garoppolo not turning it over. And I think if the 49ers can you know, get a lot of third and shorts and be able to win on early downs, uh, they'll be able to convert first downs and they'll be able to make plays. So I think there's going to be avenues for this 49ers football team, you know, to really get some stuff done. I'm excited about it overall excited about you know their opportunities and they're playing on Sunday night so they're going to have a huge audience it's going to be spectacular now I'm going to get into my wow that's bold prediction for the game wow that's really bold <laughs> whoa whoa Wow, that's really bold. Uh, we've been having bold predictions all week on the channel, you know, from a, a variety of, of the different people that come on with me. And now I'm going to give my bold prediction as well. And my bold prediction is that this 49ers offense is going to make big time plays. And I'm going to actually give an offense and a defensive one because I think the offense is going to have two rushing touchdowns in this game. And they're going to have 
uh, you know, a, a lot of impact from their their running backs. I think Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey score rushing touchdowns in this game. That's my wild. That's bold. My wild. That's bold on defense is that the 49ers are going to hold Justin Herbert under 200 yards passing, which is not an easy feat. But I think they're going to go ahead and get it done in this football game. I think it's going to be huge for them. And overall, my score prediction for this game, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. I think the 49ers are going to make uh, plays. And I think that um, the score is going to be exactly what, you know, what kind of some people were trying to put in chat already. I think the 49ers are going to beat the Chargers. I'm going big. 41 to 17, 49ers. Huge victory. Uh, Am I crazy? Maybe. People thought I was crazy when I predicted they were going to score over 30 points against the Rams. They did it. I see a similar defense. Um, so I'm going with that. I'm going to go with uh, the, the 49ers making a huge, huge game in it. And if you're in chat right now and you haven't put your score, go ahead and throw that in there. I'm I'm, I'm good with it. Ronald says, some bold predictions. We'll go undefeated the rest of the season. Winning the Super Bowl. I love that, Ronald. Well done. And what's up, David Villa? How's it going? What's up, Faithful and Coach Ant? Let's get this win Sunday night. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so I love that, Ronald. Uh, winning the Super Bowl. Hey, you know what? A lot of people are starting to build into, you know, get into form. Hey, 49ers are going to make some, some noise and do some damage. Uh, Randy says, 41 is crazy. I'm saying 40. <laughs> like that. Yeah, you know what? You got to go crazy, right, Randy? I, I just think this is the game the 49ers explode. And I know the Chargers play everyone tough, especially in prime time. I just think coming out of a bye, having all the weapons, they're going to be motivated. They understand what Brandon Staley does on defense. Uh, they're they're going to be ready to roll. And they just have so many weapons right now. It's going to be fun. Paul says 31 to 17. Only reason there's less is because I think Shanahan will run it after he's ahead in the end. I think that's that's a good call, Paul. Uh, well done on that. I I think that's a good score. And that, you know what? It's been funny. Most of the scores have been 31 to 34. And then most of them have the Chargers scoring around 17 points. It's it's pretty interesting. I know a couple people in chat earlier had 13, had 10. Um, and you know, I think even somebody had 31-24, but the, the thought process of the 49ers are going over 30 in this game, which I love. I love to see a little bit of offense coming from the 49ers. Matthew Raleigh says thought it would be huge blowout but not anymore. Everyone seems like they're really down because of Verrett. I think they're down right now, Matthew Raleigh. Maybe they will go ahead and, you know, put it together, rally, uh, and then and then do it for Jason Verrett. So uh, I'm sure it's a punch in the gut to everyone today. You never want that. Everyone likes Verrett. They understand what it means for him, what it meant for his family, how hard he worked to come back. Uh, so I think that's part of it. But you got a point. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're down right now. Just can they turn it around? Um, Ronald says, I think I'm, I, I think run CMC will go hundred yards, rushing hundred yards, receiving and three TDs. Love it. I love that. Mr. Corey says Defoe coming home on 2023, bringing Gilmore with it. <laughs> Mr. Corey, don't give me that sort of hope and give me a heart attack. I really, I really don't. Um, Paul says, Hey, Ant, I got tickets and I'm heading down on Sunday. Should be a blast. Yeah. That's going to be a great time. I hope you have a lot of fun, Paul. Uh, really enjoy it. I think it's going to be spectacular. I think you're going to get to see an absolute show. I think that's going to be fun. 49ers versus Chargers is going to be a good one. Justin Herbert, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Like, there's just a lot of really good players. You know, and you got their defense has some good, you know, some stud players. Khalil Mack, he's not the same Khalil Mack he was, though, so, uh, earlier in his career, but he's still got some ability. 
And then they've got Asante Samuel Jr., Derwin James from Florida State. I know my guy Jay Ellie knows all about them, and you know, that's how I am too. I, I love me some uh, some Florida State football, so I've been watching them. Those are two of my favorite. Derwin James is one of my favorite players who ever come out of Florida State. He's just uh, he's fantastic. And then Ronald's going with a Fred Warner pick six, which I love. WCF said, any offensive line concerns Sunday? You know what? I don't really have too many offensive line concerns on Sunday. If Joey Bosa was playing, I think I would be really worried about it. If Joey Bosa was uh, going to go ahead and make plays you know, for this team, he was going to put a lot of stress on this 49ers offensive line. I would not have liked him matching up against Mike McGlinchey. I think that would have been a tough matchup for McGlinchey. It would have been able to go with waves. It would have been Bosa, Khalil Mack, Bosa, you know. Um, but now it's going to be like Chris Rumpf, so it's going to be a little bit easier. I'm sure sometimes you'll see Kyle Van Noy. I just think it's going to be a little bit easier there. And then, you know, they do run a zero tech, uh, which is a guy head up on the center. That's a little concerning because Brendel's one-on-one, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if Brendel's able to anchor, if they're able to, you know, give him help, which they've been doing all year. And with the way that the, the Chargers have been playing their defensive tackles in in the B gaps, uh, they could give help with the guards. So I think they've been doing that to occupy linemen, but um, that would be my, probably my primary concern would be Jake Brendel, but I don't know. Uh, Mr. Corey says, is Alex coming back at all this season? Not sure, Mr. Corey, to be honest with you. I, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll, we'll see what's up, you know, but uh, right now I don't have the answers to that. And so I can't give you a, a, a good answer. And Paul says, how about a bold prediction that Mike McGlinchey gets his act together and plays awesome on Sunday. So I just uh, leave that guy. Hey, do it. Uh, I just believe in that guy. I love it, Paul. I love the wow. That's bold. Make it happen. Love it. Ronald says, okay, whatever happens, just no injuries and a dub will be perfect. And uh, squawks lose to the Bucks. I'm with you. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I love all the stuff that's been coming through. I've been loving the chat. You guys are killing it. Uh, fantastic. And um, you know what, guys, I'm going to I'm going to jump out. But I want to tell you all, thank you guys for coming through for this episode. I had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this week. If you guys come through on Sunday, of course, all we have is stuff going on on Sunday as well. Uh, and we'll be breaking it down. And Paul, have a good time out there. Uh, enjoy the game. Everyone enjoy the game and, and you know, come by the channel and, and, and say what's up. Uh, I'm going to hop on. I'm going to I'm going to watch the game live. So. If you guys want to come on and listen to my commentary live, you guys can hop on and, and do that. You guys can watch the game, and then I'm going to do the same, and we're just going to we're going to have a fun conversation about it. And then, um, you know, I'll do a, a live reaction show afterwards. So uh, either way, come to the channel on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, doing a lot of traveling over the weekend. I'm heading out to Arizona uh, for a wedding, and then I'm going to get back on Sunday with a nice early trip. So. I'll see you guys all on Sunday. There's going to be content coming out all you know through the weekend on the ch on the channel. So check it out. Let me know what you guys think, and have a great weekend, everyone. Until the next time, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.